Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. 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 Good morning, everybody. Today is Sunday, March 12th, 2023. I'm your host, Ephraim Jr., and today is day 85 of our 100 piece challenge. Good morning, Virgo. Good morning, Aquarius. Good morning, Sagittarius. Good morning, Pisces. Good morning, Gemini. Good morning, Capricorn. Good morning, Leo. Good morning, Libra. Good morning, Aries. Good morning, Taurus. Good morning, Cancer. And I see you there, Scorpio. No, you know what? I'm healing through my trauma. Good morning, Scorpio. I didn't mean to piss you off, Scorpio. That's the last thing I want to do is upset you on this wonderful Sunday morning special edition of Never Shut Up. We pulled Girl today as the 85th piece in our 100-piece challenge. We are living for ourselves. We were everybody else's girl. And maybe one day, Sunday, will be our own. Although I don't quite feel like I'm my own girl today because I'm throwing an Oscar party. I'm throwing an Oscar party this Sunday. And let me tell you about New Music Monday. I work on New Music Monday all week just by staying current, just by staying fresh. I keep up with all the music blogs. I have a separate secret playlist called Maybe, and it's private. And I put things into the Maybe playlist, which I know is a little awkward because the artists themselves can see what playlists they go into on Spotify. Like, oh, so-and-so added you to maybe. That's got to hurt. That's got to sting. But anyway, it's private. I work on New Music Monday all week. And then on Sunday, I try to wake up with my coffee. I try to sit down. I try to start the day right. That's what I try to do. It doesn't always work out that way. But I try. I try so hard to put it together to really create a vibe, to create a mood, you know. But because I'm throwing this Oscar party, I've been everybody else's girl and maybe Sunday I'll still be everybody else's girl because I'm throwing a party. So now I have to put together a charcuterie board. I've got to clean my apartment. You know, it's already clean, but I got to like make sure it's extra clean for the girls. And so I just don't feel like Sunday I will have time to do new music Monday because I'm thinking about the Oscars. So today is a special edition of Never Shut Up and we are going to go into the Oscars, my Oscar predictions. I don't think I've ever done this before, and I'm going on record in a way that I feel quite vulnerable, because if I'm wrong, this might not be what I pick on my ballot today, but it's how I feel right now. And we're going to get into some of these wonderful women, especially Angela Bassett did the thing. Is anybody else on Angela Bassett did the thing TikTok? If you don't know what I'm talking about, let's play this wonderful moment of Ariana DeBose from the BAFTAs. In the room, supporting and leading all here, I presume. Hong Chao, Dolly D. Carrie and Carrie with the C. Day Mama, I'm so fond. And a girl, you were great and blonde. Danielle D, you broke my heart. Michelle, I've loved you from the start. Angela Bassett did the thing. Viola Davis, my woman king. Blanche Kate, you're a genius. And Jamie Lee, you are all of us. Oh, Slay Queen, fan for life. But anyway, we are here to talk about Oscars and my predictions and my honest thoughts on this year's Academy Awards. I can't think of anything better to talk about on this beautiful Sunday morning, and I hope it comes in plenty of time for you to make your predictions. And I'm really upset, actually, because Entertainment Weekly, I want to read you this article. Entertainment Weekly's brutally honest Academy panel calls the whale grotesque, which I agree with, says Top Gun Maverick looks like a big beer commercial, which I agree with, and one hopes he'll never have to watch Kate Blanchett act again. I don't necessarily agree with that. But what upset me about this article is this little racist comment right here. So if you don't know this article, these are anonymous Oscar voters and they're revealing like who they're voting for. And it's kind of, it's aimed at giving you a little insider scoop so that you can maybe make a better prediction. Here it is. I'd sort of stopped watching them, one anonymous and longtime actor tells Entertainment Weekly of his relationship to the Oscars before becoming a voting AMPAS member, Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences for the Uninitiated. I was so disgusted by the whole thing and then I got into the Academy and now I'm forced to, so be careful what you wish for. The whole Hollywood backslapping 
get a big stinking load of me. It's not a newsflash. It just seems to get worse and worse. His assertion is the kind of juicy candor we came across when chatting with four Academy Award members on their 2023 Oscar picks for our annual secret ballot survey. And if their final choices are any indication of how the organization at large feels, Hollywood's biggest night is going to be a bumpy one. Quote, I think the Academy is making an effort to please everybody, and it's reflective of the state of the world, but I feel like they're being held hostage somewhat unfairly by the wokeness, the actor later adds, taking issue with the group's increasingly political and increasingly commercial tastes. This year, he criticizes media blowback over Best Actress snubs for Viola Davis in The Woman King and Danielle Deadweiler in Till as going one step too far when, despite the year's crop of nominees being still overwhelmingly white, he feels that the Academy is doing its part to champion diversity in the industry. This fucker says, when they get in trouble for not giving Viola Davis an award, it's like, no, sweetheart, you didn't deserve it. We voted and we voted for the five we thought were best, he finishes. It's not fair for you to start suddenly beating a frying pan and say they're ignoring black people. They're really not. They're making an effort. Maybe there was a time 10 years ago when they were, but they have, of all the high-profile things, been in the forefront of wanting to be inclusive. Viola Davis and the lady director need to sit down, shut up, and relax. You didn't get a nomination. A lot of movies don't get nominations, Viola. You have one or two Oscars. You're doing fine. That's what this fucking asshole said, and I don't know who it is, but I have my suspicions, so they're probably wrong, because, in case you don't know, there's over 7,000 people who vote for the Academy Awards in several different branches, and you only vote in the branch that you are qualified in. You have to be an active filmmaker in some way, in some capacity, in one of the different categories, and this is what it says. Membership shall be by invitation of the Board of Governors. Invitations to active membership shall be limited to those persons active in the motion picture arts and sciences or credited with screen achievements or who have otherwise achieved distinction in the motion picture arts and sciences and who in the opinion of the board are qualified for membership isn't that interesting the board gets to decide if you're qualified whether or not you have the qualifications on paper they get to decide whether you're qualified so anyway the actors branch has 1218 voting members and this was at last count in 2018 i couldn't find any updated list but they have 1,218 members in the actors branch, 113 members in the casting branch, 246 members in the cinematographers branch, 128 in costume designers, 308 in designers, 512 in directors, 320 in documentary, 499 in executive branch, 298 in film editors, 183 in makeup and hairstyling, 264 members at large, 305 in music, 524 in producers, 416 in public relations, 565 in short films, 487 in sound, 450 in visual effects, 422 in writers, and that is a total of 7,258, which that's a lot of people, but I still know that that was Charlie Sheen who said that. (laughs) I don't know why I feel that way. So anyway, since this is a special edition of Never Shut Up on Sunday, and we got a little bit more time, we could be a little bit more relaxed, because I'm not under the constraints of having to fit it all in while you drive to work. And that's erasure, you're right. That's erasing the people who work on Sundays. That's erasing the people who don't work at all. That's erasing the people who don't drive. And I apologize. I apologize for everything. I never want to say anything to offend anyone, except for Charlie Sheen, who I find to be gross, (laughs) but I don't know why I'm coming for Charlie Sheen this morning. Here we are. I pulled up my Oscar ballot and we are going to talk about the major categories. We don't have time to talk about the non-major categories. We're just going to talk about the major ones. And I'm not reading any more of that Entertainment Weekly article because I think it's racist. I think they gave a racist person a platform. I don't think Entertainment Weekly should be publishing that kind of crap because it pissed me off. Who tells Viola Davis to sit down, sweetheart? An old white man, Charlie Sheen. Anyway, okay, here we go. This is from Vanity Fair Oscar Predictions. Who will win in every category? And we're going to start at one of my favorite categories. We're really going to hit on the women today because of the fact that we pulled girl. We're going to start with nominees and predictions for Best Supporting Actress. And the nominees are Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. What did my silly husband say to you? He told me about your situation. 
I remembered when my husband served me papers. I drove his Kia Forte through my neighbor's kitchen. Huh. But you know what I say? It's cold, unlovable bitches like us. Make the world go round. Angela, Bassett did the thing. Black Panther, Wakanda forever. She raised a spear against her own husband for Wakanda. Where is her treacherous husband now? But in a place where she can visit if she wished mine. It's with the ancestors. I am queen of the most powerful nation in the world. And my entire family is gone. Have I not given everything? Terry Condon, the Banshees of Innie Sharon. And how is it, Siobhan, that you was never married? It's none of your feckin' business how I was never feckin' married. How isn't it? How isn't it? Was you never wild? Wild? Was I never wild? I don't know what you're talking about, Dominic. Wild how? Angry? Cos I'm getting angry now, I can tell you. Not angry, wild. You just keep saying wild, Dominic. Wild? My brother told you, didn't he? That you'd be out in the road if you started talking stupid to me. He said creepy, not stupid. Well, you failed on both counts, haven't you? I've... Stephanie Hsu, everything, everywhere, all at once. Mom! Just, just stop! You're good for you, you're figuring your shit out. That's great. I'm really, really happy for you. But I, I'm tired. I don't want to hurt anymore. And for some reason, when I'm with you, it just... It just hurts the both of us. So let's just go our separate ways, okay? Just let me go. Hong Chao, the way. One night, he doesn't come home. A couple weeks later, this guy's out jogging on a bike path near the river in Lewiston, sees something washed up on shore, and that was Alan. The love of Charlie's life and my brother. Oh. Yeah, oh. To this day, my dad won't admit it. Told the whole congregation Alan's death was... Just an unfortunate accident, denying him to the end. And the award goes to... This is why I think Angela Bassett's going to win. Angela Bassett won the Golden Globe, although Carrie Condon won the BAFTA, and Jamie Lee Curtis took the SAG Award. So they've all sort of split Oscar preseason, which that's very cool, and that's not typical. Because even if you go to last year, Ariana DeBose, who we played a little earlier, she won, if I remember correctly, of course, if I fuck up any of this, don't come for me. I am speaking from my heart, not from the encyclopedia. But if I recall correctly, Ariana DeBose, won Best Supporting Actress. She won the Best Supporting Actress Oscar and also won the Golden Globe, the SAG, and the BAFTA Awards. So it's usually a sweep. And so this year, having all three actresses win separate awards, A, it's very satisfying because, you know, I love a little competition in the screening room. You know, it's anyone's category for supporting actress, in my opinion. But what I believe will happen is I believe Angela Bassett will do the thing... And that is not just because she's incredible, but because she's really never been nominated or won any Academy Awards. She was nominated in 1993 for Tina Turner in What's Love Got to Do With It? And not since then. And it's been 30 years. 30 years of quality work. Name. You sit there and name a bad Angela Bassett film. And I'm, I'm going to wait. And I'm just I'm going to wait. That's what I'm going to do. This podcast will just be silence. That's what's going to happen. So try to name a bad Angela Bassett film. You're not going to be able to do it. And in fact, one of my favorite all-time, all-time favorite movie quotes, and I'm not a movie quote person. I can't usually recall movie quotes off the top of my head. I get anxious. I get nervous. I feel like I can't compete in this modern world. But one of my favorite Angela Bassett quotes is, don't just be using the time I'm talking to think about what you're going to say next. And that's from one of my favorite movies, Strange Days, directed by... Catherine Bigelow starring Ray Fiennes with Juliette Lewis, who I used to dislike and now I love. 
So there we go. That's why I believe that Angela Bassett will do the thing. Now, let's talk about the other nominees for Best Supporting Actress because this is Girl, and they've been everybody else's girl, and hopefully tonight they'll be their own. Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, fantastic performance in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Really love Jamie Lee Curtis. Not a huge Halloween fan, and I don't care what David Anderson says to me today. That's his favorite film franchise. I'm fine with it. It's good. It's scary. It just never... I just never... I never looked at Jamie Lee Curtis as my hero, you know? I was always like Nev Campbell from the Scream franchise. She was my hero. Sydney, you know, Sydney. That's my girl. Jamie Lee Curtis. Again, fantastic, though. Loved her in Blue Steel, <laughs> directed by Catherine Bigelow. But actually, if I had to pick my three favorite Jamie Lee Curtis films, Halloween is nowhere near on the top of that list. My three favorite, oh my God, let's see. My three favorite Jamie Lee Curtis films, as they come to mind, I'm going to say Blue Steel, because I think she did do a very good job in that movie. And I just saw that maybe a year or two years ago, and it kind of still sticks with me, even though I don't recall loving it at the time. It got better with age in my mind. But of course, A Fish Called Wanda. Have you seen A Fish Called Wanda? from the 80s, A Fish Called Wanda. And let's talk about another little film, a little film I like to call Freaky Friday. What a fantastic film. (laughs) Yes, yes, I said it. She was fantastic in Freaky Friday. I did also love her in Everything Everywhere All at Once, and I haven't seen Halloween Ends, so please no spoilers, but Everything Everywhere All at Once, I think she has a shot. We're gonna talk about Carrie Condon though, who is my personal, my personal hope. Carrie Condon has won her fair share of awards for this role. She's my frontrunner, my girl frontrunner, you know, like my, my girl. She's my girl. She's my girl because I don't know if you've seen The Banshees of Any Sharon. I've seen it now six times. Yes, I've seen The Banshees of Any Sharon more times than I like to admit, more times than reveals a healthy spirit. But She's fantastic in that movie. She makes me weep. She is so, so, so good in this movie. Heretofore, I'd only really known Carrie Condon from Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Do you remember that film? Also directed by Martin McDonough. She was also in Angela's Ashes 25 years ago, which I love that movie, but she was probably a child. She was probably very, very young. I don't remember her, but I don't think I've seen anything else that she's been in. I didn't watch Avengers, nor did I watch Captain America. And that's my own fault. I did it to myself. I've also never seen any of her TV work. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is that Carrie Condon was a big surprise for me and a big draw for Banshees of Any Sharon. She is so good in this movie. If you haven't seen it, of course I recommend it. So please go out and watch it. But she did win the BAFTA. She's won a few other awards for this film as well. She not only won the BAFTA, but she won the ACTA International Award, which was the Academy of Australian Cinema Television Arts. So it's like the equivalent. So good on her. She won the Boston Society of Film Critics Awards for this movie the Chicago Film Critics Awards, the Columbus Film Critic Awards, the Dallas. She's won a lot of uh, awards for this movie. The Banshees of Vinnie Sharon, you should see it. She's won the Drama Desk Award for The Cripple of Anishman, which is another Martin McDonough play. I'm in love with him, by the way. Everybody's into Pedro Pascal. You know, when me and Josh Johnson, Doors' husband, we were writing our pilot in 2017. And at that time, there's a character in the pilot that was like, you know who we should try to reach out to is Pedro Pascal. He is perfect for this character that we wrote in this pilot. And that was five years ago. So now that everyone is like TikToking him and putting videos up, calling him a zaddy, I feel like he's been stolen away from me. But Martin McDonough will always be my guy. Anyway, moving on to Stephanie Hsu. Stephanie Hsu, let me tell you about Stephanie Hsu. Not only is Stephanie Hsu great in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, she was fantastic in the very most recent, maybe the second most recent episode of Poker Face that I just saw with Natasha Lyonne. But that's not even the best part. Apparently, she originated the role, originated the role of Karen the Computer in the SpongeBob musical, which means that girl's a triple threat. Sing, dance, act... She's relatively early in her career if you compare her to, of course, the established Jamie Lee Curtis, the established Angela Bassett, who did The Thing, if I haven't mentioned that. And she's not my choice for frontrunner because, as I said, I'm marking Carrie Condon's name on that ballot. Mark her name on the ballot, take a piece of prosciutto and stuff it in my mouth and be happy about it. I'm going to do it. But finally, I want to talk about 
Hong Chao. And sadly, I with I love Hong Chao. She's also in Poker Face, by the way. And I was upset about her role in Poker Face because, uh, what's her name? Natasha Leone. Have you heard that TikTok? Every Natasha Leone film in like three seconds. Here, roll it. Let's just say I'm having a bad day. Oh, I gotta start reading the newspaper. And I thought I was the crazy one. I didn't see that coming. You're telling me, sister. I'm going on a tangent, but Hong Chao, Hong Chao in The Whale, first of all, The Whale, a shit show. I think The Whale is a shit show. I think The Whale is a shit show. Let me be clear. And I, if you liked that movie, you are fat phobic. <laughs> first of all, Darren Aronofsky, who I loved him since Pi. When I saw Pi, when I saw Pi for the first time, it was like 99, and I knew the guy who had set designed the movie or had like art directed the movie or something. Anyway, so I was like, oh my god, I have to watch this incredible movie, and it was so challenging. Pi. It was so challenging to me at the time because I was very young, and I was very young, you know, 1999. Anyway, I was very young. And I just was challenged and I was like obsessed with this, uh, not obsessed, knowledgeable of this thing called trepanning or tree panning, whatever, where you drill into your own skull to like relieve pressure. And that appears in the movie Pie. And then Requiem for a Dream came out and I was obsessed with that movie. So anyway, I'm, I'm a Darren Aronofsky fan. Don't get me wrong. I love Mother. I hated Mother. But then I paired Macy Rodman's score with Mother one night with my friends. We sat around and rewatched Mother with Macy Rodman's private Patreon-only score. Support her on patreon.com slash NymphoWarsXX. It changed my mind about Mother. <laughs> so I like Mother. But this movie, The Whale, it is a embarrassing view of the fat body. It's an embarrassing perspective on the life of a fat person. It's infuriating in so many ways. Lindy West just wrote a huge article. I saw it in Canada with Michael and we were sitting there. I, just, I don't know. I at the, I came out immediately hating it. I think it took Michael a minute to hate it because Brendan Fraser had been lauded. He'd been, remember, there's like a six minute standing ovation, which all of that is infuriating too. But what most infuriates me is that Darren Aronofsky, God bless, daddy of us all, I just know that he thinks he's made some sort of like gorgeous, subtle, nuanced piece on fat identity, and it infuriates me. And that, that he is champ. I don't know. There's so many things about it that are infuriating. But what's not infuriating is Hong Chao's performance. <laughs> that's what I was. That's this is what I'm working to. Hong Chao's performance, fantastic. But she and she's nominated for the whale. She should be, in my opinion, nominated for the menu. Did you see her in the menu? She was great in the menu. She really was great in the menu. Although in the whale, she had more of a chance to shine, but I still think she shined better in the menu just because I hated the whale so much. But what I was going to say about Poker Face is the reason I was mad at her of Poker Face, and it's not her fault, and I understand how these things work, but because Natasha Leone's character, Columbo, Columbita, Columba, Columbetta, Columbet, she was driving at the time through New Mexico. Hong Chao played Marge in one of the episodes, a truck driver named Marge, who you knew, in my opinion, because of the way they costumed her and the dialogue and the part of the country that they were in. You knew that Hong Chao was supposed to be Native American, but because Hong Chao herself is American, born to Vietnamese parents... I felt the Native American erasure. And too often, and that's it's a trigger for me because of how Native Americans can be portrayed in film. It's still like, a, I know that we had an apology to Sasheen Littlefeather recently who had accepted the award on behalf of Marlon Brando when he refused to accept the award in 1973. He sent her up in his place and everybody wanted to fight her, including John Wayne, who wants who wanted to fight her backstage because she accepted the award on behalf of Marlon Brando. So anyway, we it's Native American identity erasure, which I'm very, very sensitive to. But anyhow, Hong Chao, fantastic actress. That's not I can't put all of this on her shoulders. I can't even put any of it on her shoulders. It's not her fault. Girl, love you, girl. Hong Chao was also an Inherent Vice, if you remember Inherent Vice, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, and is very underrated, I think, as a Paul Thomas Anderson film. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people don't like it. And she doesn't have a big part in it, but I think she's very, very good in the part that she does have. And she was also in Downsizing, which if you've seen Downsizing from like 2016, starring Matt Damon, she was very good in that. She was very good in that. And if I recall correctly, nominated a lot. So... 
I love Hong Chao. I don't think this is her year. Again, I put my money on Angela Bassett doing the thing, and I put my heart on Carrie Condon. She will always be the winner in my heart. She's my Ellen Burstyn. Angela Bassett is my Julia Roberts. So now we're going to move on to Best Supporting Actor. And I am not as passionate about the Best Supporting Actor category. I rarely am because I hate to see men win prizes for their acting or for anything, actually. I hate to see men win prizes. But this year, (laughs) I'm telling you, I am a little bit more passionate because two of the three nominees come from my favorite movie of the year, The Banshees of Innie Sharon. It's Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keoghan. They both were in that film. I have them both. They both deserve the win so much just for that film. They were both very, very good. But Brendan Gleeson, actually, the good thing and interesting thing to me about Banshees of Any Sharon is that if you've seen in Bruges, which was also directed by Martin McDonough, he resurrects a relationship with Colin Farrell. Not it's not like a it's not like a sequel. Banshees of Any Sharon is not a sequel to In Bruges, but they play opposite each other in similar roles and a similar relationship that they had in In Bruges. So it's kind of a continuation of that dynamic, which was really, really, like, I love that movie. And I love Brendan Gleeson. And he playing opposite Colin Farrell is has never been better. He's so good in this movie. But if you had to crystallize, if you had to crystallize the Banshees of Innish Sharon down to one film moment that is heartbreaking, then that heartbreaking moment goes definitely to Barry Keoghan. I don't want to give spoilers if you haven't seen it, but you must see it. He also, I had never seen anything he was in before, really, except for The Killing of a Sacred Deer, which I do remember him in that. And he was really, really good in that. So he deserves everything. He deserves everything. But has only won this year for supporting actor in the London Film Critics Circle Awards show and the British Academy Film Awards. He did not win the SAG Award. He did not win the Golden Globe. He did not win the Critics' Choice or the BAFTA. And neither did Brendan Gleeson. He also did not win the Golden Globe or the BAFTA or the SAG. Because those awards went to Ki Hui Kwan who is, in my opinion, I believe the front runner, not only publicly, but also privately in my heart, for everything, everywhere, all at once. Ki Hui Kwan, the husband, if you've seen everything, everywhere, all at once, he's the husband of Michelle Yeoh, the heart and fucking soul of that movie. I'm not saying the only heart and soul of that movie, but but so, oh my God, I'm going to cry. So fucking good in that movie. So good in that movie. You may remember Ki Hui Kwan from a little movie we all know and love called The Goonies. From the 80s, you remember Goonies? Well, apparently he hadn't acted in 20 plus years after doing Goonies. He did a couple more movies and hadn't really acted after that and stepped out of retirement to come back for everything everywhere all at once to really blow everybody away and god bless him i think that he deserves to win i think he's going to win and let me just tell you the awards that he's won for this movie these are all in the category of best supporting actor it's the atlanta film critics circle the black film critics circle the boston online film critics association the boston society of film critics chicago film critics dallas fort worth gotham awards greater western new york film critics florida film critics Hollywood Critics Association Mid-Season Awards, Indiana Film Journalists Association, Las Vegas Film Critics Society, LA Film Critics Association, Nevada Film Critics, New York Film Critics, North Carolina, North Texas Online Association of Female Film Critics, Philadelphia Film Circle, Phoenix Film Critics, Phoenix Critics Circle, Saturn Awards, Southwestern, Southeastern Film Critics Association, St. Louis Gateway, Sunset Circle, Utah Film Critics, Washington, D.C., Women Film Critics Awards. He won the Austin Film Critics Association, the Chicago Indie Critics, Chicago Association of Central Florida, Critics' Choice Movie Awards, Denver Film Critics, Discussing Film Critics, the Dorian Awards, and that's on top of the Golden Globe, the BAFTA, and of course, the SAG Award. So if you bet on anyone tonight that is not Ki Hui Kwan, you're living in a fantasy world, honey. Let me tell you about someone who will not win. <laughs> I'm going to safely predict here and now, and you can come for me if you want to. Judd Hirsch doesn't stand a chance. Judd Hirsch is nominated for The Fablemans. If you've seen The Fablemans, you know what a giant masturbatory moment this is for Steven Spielberg, who I dislike for for very specific reasons. You know, I do like the movie E.T. I just was re- I just recently saw um, Elliot Elliot. What's his name? The kid. Henry Elliot, Elliot Henry Thomas. He played Elliot. 
he I just saw his um audition tape and it was really really moving. He really went for it and then at the end of the audition tape they're like, "All right, kid, you got the job." So that's the best thing that Steven Spielberg's ever done is that that TikTok. He filmed that TikTok. <laughs> he pre-filmed that in the 80s to release it recently. Anyway, I don't hate Judd Hirsch. I really liked him in the that old sitcom, do you remember Dear John? Da 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 the dear John. Anyway, I didn't hate, I don't hate him as a person. I just hate, I hated the Fablemans. I think the Fablemans was a waste of time, money, space in my life. The time that I'll never get back having watched it. It is Steven Spielberg trying to create a myth around himself. It is his, it's been told that it's his story, quote unquote. His biography is like biopic of himself, which I think is so gross. You have all the money and all the power in the world and that's what you're going to do with it. I don't know. I just, I hate him. I hate him. And I'm sure he's fine with that. I'm sure he's not losing sleep, that much sleep over it. I'm sure he's not. But as far as Jed Hirsch is concerned, I don't think he has a leg to stand on, but that's okay. And finally, I do want to talk about Brian Tyree Henry from Causeway. I haven't seen many of the things that he's been in. I did see Into the Spider-Verse, but I don't recall his performance but I might not have been entirely paying attention to that one. He was in Joker, which did I tell you they filmed Joker 2 on the streets here, on the streets of my, on my block. They literally filmed it on my block, but I don't remember him in that movie either. And I haven't seen Causeway yet, so I can't speak on it. And I will watch it after I record this when I'm cleaning my house for my party. And so I hope, I mean, if I haven't re-recorded this section, then you know I still think Ki Hui Kwan's gonna win. So moving on to Best Actor Award. And the nominees are Brendan Fraser, The Whale. Sorry. Austin Butler Elvis. There's been a lot of talk about the new Elvis. Colin Farrell, The Banshees of Innie Sharon. You want to know what the three things that I hate the most on Inish Aaron is? Not really. One, policemen. Two, pudgy fiddle players. And three, I mean, that's some funny thing for three, was it? Uh, I start again. One, um, policemen. Two, pudgy fiddle players. Pudgy fiddle players. Uh, shite, what was three? Going back to your own gang now, Pollock. I'm serious now. Serious, are you? Talking to me, are you? You, calm, darling. Do you know what you used to be? No, Parik. What did I used to be? Nice. You used to be nice, didn't you not? And now, do you know what you are? Not nice. Ah oh, well. I suppose niceness doesn't last, then, does it, Parik? But will I tell you something that does last? What? And I don't say something stupid like music. Music lasts. Knew it! And paintings last. And poetry lasts. So does niceness. Do you know who we remember for how nice they was in the 17th century? Who? Absolutely no one. Yet we all remember the music at the time. Everyone to a man knows Mozart's name. Well, I don't, so there goes that theory. And anyway, we're talking about niceness. Not what's his name. My mommy, she was nice. I remember her. And my daddy, he was nice. I remember him. And my sister, she's nice. I'll remember her forever. I'll remember her. And who else will? Who else will what? Remember Siobhan and your niceness. No one will. In 50 years time, no one will remember any of us. Yet the music of a man who lived two centuries ago. Yet, she says, like he's English. Come on, Boric. I don't give a feck about Mozart or Borvalvin or any of them funny damn feckers. I'm Boric Suluan. And I'm nice. You used to be nice. Or did you never used to be? Oh, God. Maybe you never used to be. Paul Mescal, After Sun. I love you. Bill Nighy, Living. 
And the award goes to Colin Farrell, the Banshees, Vinny Sharon. Now, do I think that's going to happen? No. He, again, like Kerry Condon, is my heart winner. He's the one who lives in my heart. I don't care who wins. He won it for me this year in performance. And it's with the line, there are some things there's no moving on from. And I think that's a good thing. That line changed my life. That, ch- that line allowed me to move on. That line gave me the courage to move on and realize that it was okay to move on. And that he didn't write it, but he performed it so beautifully. And he is so simply sad. So just, he's, he's everything in this movie. Have I talked about it enough? And he won the Golden Globe at the beginning of the award cycle or the awards circuit or whatever it's called. He won the film, the Golden Globe, but he did not win the BAFTA. That went to Austin Butler for Elvis, and he did not win the SAG Award, which went to Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Now, what do I think is going to happen? I think I'm nervous, but I do think that Brendan Fraser is going to win for The Whale, and that this film, The Whale, will go down forever in history as a, as a decent portrayal of fat people. Oh my God, I'm so pissed off. The fat phobia that runs through Hollywood and the United States of America and I think the world. I can't really speak for the world after Europe. Ask me after Europe when I'm more well-traveled. I'll be very well-traveled. I'll be able to speak about the whole world after I go through Western Europe. I'll be able to speak on the world. They're also nominated against Bill Nighy for Living. Who's good? That was a good movie. It was fine. It was a fine movie. I did. It didn't rock me. It didn't shock me. It didn't change my life in any way. But Paul Mescal in After Sun, I gave that movie five stars. And it's particularly Paul Mescal's performance that made it such a five-star movie for me. After Sun was fantastic. Paul Mescal was fantastic. I don't think he's going to win, but I think that that's a performance that's going to go down as like, wow, when he does win, it'll be for contributions to films such as After Sun when he eventually wins. So I do think that Brendan Fraser will win. If not Brendan Fraser, I think it's going to go to Austin Butler as Elvis. And these are two movies that I really, really, really didn't like this year. The... The Whale, I hated. We've talked about it. But Elvis, I also hated. And not just because my grandma, Junior, reveals on YouTube that Elvis Presley was a racist. Roll it, Oliver. I was listening to the radio the day before the concert, and they were interviewing him. And they asked him, you know, how the girls would throw themselves at him. And how did he like the uh, Mexican senoritas, you know, and kissing them. And his answer was, I would never kiss a Mexican. So that did it for me. I never bought anything from him, you know, records or anything like that. And I never even went to see him. No, I didn't like him. No, thank you. Mexicans, he called them. Not even Mexican. Mexicans. Asshole didn't even know how to talk. That's not the only reason I hated Elvis. I really felt that this movie had this sort of weird alienation effect on me because the the movie was told through the eyes of the Tom Hanks character, who was the antagonist, and you never really... And you're so, I don't know, it was a very strange journey for me. You never really got to know Elvis, which is fine. There are characters in the wide history of film that you don't get to know and that's okay but I don't feel I don't feel like yeah he sort of transform he trans it's a transformation physically transformative role and I think that's why he has been nominated so much but I don't think he didn't he didn't rock and roll me either but I did take like 20 kids to see that film and he changed their lives so I don't I just I don't know I don't know I want Colin Farrell to win I do love him so This is why I don't invest. This is why I do not invest in best actor category. I just don't care. I don't invest. Trash. Trash. So we're going to move on to one of my favorite categories. And the reason I thought to do this episode today, because we pulled girl, best actress. And the nominees are Kate Blanchett. Time is the thing. Time is is the essential piece of uh, interpretation. You cannot start without me. See, I start the clock. Now, my left hand, it shapes, but my right hand, the second hand, marks time and moves it forward. However, unlike a clock, sometimes my second hand stops, which means that time stops. Anna de Armas, Vlad. 
Andrea Riseborough to Leslie. I don't want to be a good mama. I want to be a good mama again. Baby, I want to be a good mama. I do. I love you so much, baby. Who are you calling? Are you calling grandma? You do not call my mother. She is my mother. You do not call my mother. You leave her out of this. Michelle Williams, the Spielbergs. But Benny needs me, darling. And I need him. So much so that without him, I'm turning into someone I don't know. And none of you will know me anymore. I'll just be that hateful person who did that terrible thing to your back. And yes, this is the most selfish thing I have ever done. But I've got to do this now because, Sammy, you do what your heart says you have to. Because you don't owe anyone your life. Not even me. Michelle Yeoh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Maybe there is something out there, some new discovery that will make us feel like even small pieces of shit. Something that explains why you still went looking for me through all of this noise. And why? No matter what, I still want to be here with you. I will always, always want to be here with you. You know, it's a little bit unsatisfying this year for me because I think that three of these nominees, in my opinion, are a joke. I feel like the nomination of Ana de Armas as Marilyn Monroe... Fine, that is the least jokey of them all. And to be fair, I haven't seen to Leslie, but the controversy surrounding Andrea Riseborough's nomination makes it feel like a joke. Ana de Armas, Andrea Riseborough, and Michelle Williams being in the shittiest movie of the year and still getting a nomination for it. And I also think that Michelle Williams is a level of camp that is not at the same level as everybody else in that movie also. I, I do think Michelle Williams sticks out in not in a good way in that movie. So I'm shocked by her nomination anyway. But that's okay to say because... The only winner, the winner in my heart and the winner in my mind and the winner in this world is Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once, who not only changed everyone's life with that movie, also has a long storied career of being nominated and not winning for her fantastic work. For example, in everyone's favorite movie from 2000, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which when you still, still holds up by the way, when you show it to teens, they're obsessed with that movie. It's such a good movie. And I've watched it several times in the last five years because we show it often at my agency. So not only is she incredible in that, she was never, she was only ever nominated and never for a SAG or a Golden Globe even in that movie. But she has swept this year. I'm telling you, swept this year for everything, everywhere, all at once. And if you vote for anybody else, if you put anyone else down on your ballot, you are not interested in winning this year. You are not interested in winning the swag bag that your friend has at the door or whatever prize, whatever Blu-ray your friend is giving away or whatever gift card. Okay, finally, we're gonna talk about best picture. And the nominees are everything, everywhere, all at once. All quiet on the Western front. Top Gun Maverick, Elvis, The Banshees of Innie Sharon, Tar, Avatar, The Way of Watar, Women Talking, Triangle of Sadness, The Fablemans, and the award goes to... All right, so I'm sure you all have your thoughts. I'm sure everybody has their own opinion, but here's mine. I think that Everything Everywhere All at Once will win. It's a fantastic movie about mul the multiverse and multi-timelines, universal like simultaneous timelines. We all love that movie. Go back and watch it again before tomorrow. Watch it again. 
such a fantastic movie. I do think it's going to win. I'm exhausted. I'm not ready for this party. The arguing that's going to happen on these couches. Everything everywhere all at once. Yes, I think it deserves to win. But what a good year. I think this was a great year for movies. And I'm going to talk about the ones. Okay, I have it to be fair. I have not seen Top Gun Maverick yet, nor will I ever. Because I don't support Scientology. I just don't do it. I support Leah Remini. That's who I support. And where is Shelley Miscavige? Find her. I haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, and I haven't seen Avatar The Way of Water. Those just don't interest me, and I haven't seen Avatar the first one either, so I couldn't just jump in with The Way of Water. My favorite movie of the year, The Banshees of Innie Sharon. I don't think it has a chance. I don't think it stands a chance to win this year. So Everything Everywhere All at Once won. Not only did it win the SAG Award for Best Picture, but it won the Producers Guild Award, the Directors Guild Award, and the Writers Guild Award. So those are the people who vote in the Academy as well. And that particular feat, Vanity Fair says, has only happened four other times with American Beauty, No Country for Old Men, Slumdog Millionaire, and Argo. And then all four of those films also won Best Picture. So that's why they're predicting everything everywhere all at once to win Best Picture. But I, and I predict it too, I don't care what Vanity Fair says, I predict it because it was good. I liked it. If I could give two awards, I would give a second award to The Banshees of Innie Sharon because I love that movie. And then if I could give three awards, and this would never happen in a million years, because of the vomit scene, an extended 25-minute vomiting scene that a lot of people can't get through. But I would give it to Triangle of Sadness. I really, really like Triangle of Sadness. My friend Maggie would give it to Women Talking. I would give it to Women Talking fourth. I liked Women Talking. I loved how it felt like a play. I loved, loved it. But I liked Triangle of Sadness more and The Banshees of Innie Sharon more and Everything Everywhere All at Once more. I also, fifth place would go to Tar. It was fine. I liked Tar. I gave it four stars. I liked Tar. And All Quiet on the Western Front has the most nominations, if I recall correctly. I think they have nine. So I think that that's a possibility. But I do think Everything Everywhere All at Once is going to win. Anyway, this has gone on long enough. I'm exhausted. I need to take a nap now. It's first thing in the morning and I need to take a nap. I really lost steam, didn't I? I really lost steam. Did we talk about director? Okay, I would like to see Martin McDonough win. And I really hope Steven Spielberg doesn't win for the Fablemans. I think it's going to go to Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think it's the year for that movie. That movie, this is the year for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And with that... I hope you enjoy the Oscar party that you're going to. And if you're not going to an Oscar party, you can come to mine. DM me for the address. Bye. So, um, this is, uh, we've never done this on the tour yet. And uh, I rarely do this. So it's going to be a mess. So hang in there with us.
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. <laughs>